Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. This one will be fun to get into. Will it? Will it really? <laughs> I have I have many issues with this episode. <laughs> Hi folks, welcome to Zone Apocalypse Now, the show where we discuss things undead, like Fear the Walking Dead, and it's episode. Hey Dustin, guess the name of the episode. The name of the episode is is walking and talking and being in the woods. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. What is it? Uh, they they shoot horses, don't they? Except <laughs> when they stab them in the deep in the neck hole jugulars. That really would be the best of all possible episode names. A little long, perhaps a little unwieldy. So they went with hunted instead. Instead of they shoot horses, don't they? Except they don't. They stab them in the jugular neck holes. Yes, that is that is what they went with instead. And although <clears throat> there was not that, oh, there was some hunting involved in this episode, but mostly a whole lot of why aren't all of our characters dead? Because based on the end of last episode, the beginning of this episode, everybody should be dead. None of these people should be alive. Or on their way to it. But it was a lovely example of how to kill off your red shirts. Oh, yeah. Extraneous characters. Goodness, have you been Those actors that are like, I can only be in town for a couple of weeks. It's like, goodness, have you been introduced recently as a character in a show with some sort of backstory to a main character? <laughs> Don't plan on sticking around for long because you're going to die, which is pretty much everything tonight. Uh, yes, every everyone that Maggie has ever loved or considered loving uh, lost, was bit, bit in the dust tonight. And honestly, like, I feel like we could even just stop right there <laughs> and be like, that's the recap of the, of the episode. Uh, is that everyone, everyone, all Maggie's guys died, uh, except for maybe the one that, that looked like uh, Jason Voorhees' uh, illegitimate son. He kind of ran off into the woods. We don't know what happened to him. Who are these people they're running from? We don't know. They're, they, they, ran, they came over from the, from the set of the most recent Purge movie. Jesus, that's... True. So these are the Reapers, uh, which we've referenced the Reapers Reapers before in this show um, as a threat out there. And that's who these folks are. You know, for as really terrifying as they're supposed to be, they're really inefficient killers. Yes. yes. Well, they are very skilled at throwing things at people. Which Everyone seems to be goddamn ninjas now all of a sudden 
Well, you they're, know, they're throwing weird climbing <laughs> axes at each other and they're just sticking in trees like that's what you meant to do. Uh-uh. <laughs> the, the the stunt coordinator from Into the Badlands is free now. So. <laughs> Very exciting he a, sequences. He a spike and there was a fight and then there was a fight, fight, spike, fight. They were building very good tension and having such a good time with it. And then um, and then they started talking. Right. Well, no, it didn't even get to the, the started talking point. It's um, we're a few minutes into this episode and suddenly it's daylight. And the vast majority of our characters are somehow still alive, despite the fact they were ambushed by people who know the territory are clearly familiar with that particular part of the territory because they've been hanging people from things and somehow managed to not kill 90% of the people they're trying to kill. Well, I kind of got the, the, the feeling, especially as we went through the episode, that if they had wanted, I feel like maybe if they had wanted to kill them at that point, they probably could have. I think you're supposed to get the idea that they were herded and separated but okay um i have but if i mean i'm only i'm only doing that because i i it felt like you know like maggie was separated by throwing knives from people that she would have escaped with it felt like a very walking dead kind of thing to do so maybe i just wrote it in my own brain (laughs) i think you are coming up with a better explanation for what we saw than i think is actually there I think it's they wanted to separate our characters, so they made it, and they wanted a big dramatic end of the previous episode, but they didn't actually want to put Maggie or Negan or so that Daryl clearly in danger. That gives us a few different uh, subplots or plots or something. Right. We've got, we've got uh, the horses subplot, which is easily be explained. Let me just do that one real quick. Okay, go ahead, do it. Out. Okay, uh, Carol and is obsessed with finding a horse, apparently, and she keeps looking for it, and her friends are all like, but Carol, that horse is probably never going to come back or something. And then they find a whole bunch of horses. They figure out that you're not supposed to wave things at them to try to calm them down. That is so, oh, they don't nothing about horses. It was sad. And then they and then they stopped waving at him, and the horses calmed down, and they were like, "What's up?" You know, because that's what horses do. They do do that. Horses are pretty chill. Yeah, they usually one time, are just like, "Hey, how you doing?" One time, I walked out into the middle of a pasture, and I go, "Come on, ladies!" And I started walking back, and here they just came with me. I didn't need a rope or anything. I felt like some sort of magical garden god right and i I love there was that moment where uh where rosita is like you might not be able to catch the horses horses are wild creatures and it's like no they're not not a single one of the horses that you would be finding in virginia near washington is a wild horse none of these mustangs in alexandria it's amazing none of these are (laughs) wild horses these are all alexandria horses these are all the horses that escaped from their paddocks at alexandria when the walls fell right but even if they weren't even if those were like the way she's like horses are wild it's like no no the horses (laughs) you're looking for are not wild 
Anyway, they bring back the horses. Oh, wait. And then, oh, hold on. Before we get them bringing back the horses, they what? discover that the, they see the horses oh, running yeah. in a direction, in a single direction, and they immediately... They're going move. to the old mill! And, <laughs> to which my thought was, but are they? Because, <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe they're going in that direction, but there's a lot of things in that direction, and the old mill isn't the only thing, Right. Right, and then they (laughs) well, they end up at a dairy farm. Yes, it's a dairy farm that they go to, and this drove me insane because they were like, "Let's (laughs) let's get it to the dairy." I was like, "There's a dairy farm." They all just know where the dairy farm is. Does anybody live there? No. Is anybody trying to do anything to get that fucking dairy farm up and running? No. Just a farm out there where we know where it is yeah so they get them in the pens paddocks fucking easterners i swear so they get them in the pens and and uh they you know they get a hold of them and they're able to lead them home and then carol's like all right you guys i'll see you later i'm out i'm taking this horse with me and she takes it and somehow calmly gets it to lay down because she knows how to do that i guess and then it's like hush baby it's gonna be okay, sweetie. Just look think, at the flowers. Think it. Th- yeah, look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. <laughs> think about the ra- rabbits. Just there's gonna be a whole farm full of rabbits. And then she cuts the horse's throat horizontally, which is not an effective way to kill an animal that size. But she does it. And now all the kids are bitching about eating horse. They would have all eaten horse before. Yeah, they've probably eaten dog and cat. And I don't know. Well, uh, rat mice. The, um, I I agree with you on all of those those horse points, but I think you're supposed to again. I inferred because I know a little bit about horses. Not a not a giant, you know. I have a Dwight but, Schrute level of understanding about killing large animals. Ah, so yeah. Okay, <laughs> but I know that I know that a horse doesn't usually lie down like that unless it's like on its last legs so oh, I, I i well i saw uh fuley my uh my my buddy's wife's horse laying down in the pasture when i drove by one day so i called her and she goes oh it's fine sometimes he likes to lay down and sleep i'm like all right and sure enough he was he was fine well you know i don't know where I, I like to I like to think I think this is again just me adding headcanon to make the story more plausible. Uh mm-hmm. I like to think that the horse what like Carol somehow figured out that it was not gonna make it, like that feeding it and watering it were not gonna make it a happy, shiny friend again. And so she was just like, We will put this one out of its misery and also have meat tonight. I I thought it was just about the meat, really. Well, either way, I don't think either way would is is a bad interpretation. Yeah, I mean, you know, in Europe they eat horse all the time. I don't see what the big deal is. Um, I mean, it's how, you don't want to eat your friend, but if it's not your friend, you know, it's just like with right. people. Yeah, it is. It is considered rude to eat your <clears throat> friends. Truly, I mean, unless you unless you yourself are feeding them part of yourself as a party or something like that guy I, who made tacos out of his foot that he had amputated yeah 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 
Um, I do think that they kind of let the kids direct themselves during their scene when they're <laughs> sitting around talking about horse meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel like that at least Herschel would have been more, you know, just like, oh, it's just meat. But they let them all be grossed out by it. You know, they yeah. were all like, ew. The kids were actually a, a, a subplot in their own. We learn yeah. a little bit about the kids because they're, you know, there's one scene where they're complaining about how their parents leave all the time and they say, we'll be right back. And they're like, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> right. I really did like that too, where, where they're like, they say it like they have any control over it at all. <laughs> that was really funny. Yep. Well, you know, in this world, the kids are, we still want to, we want them to be kids, but at the same time, it's not like they haven't grown up in this world that is crazy and murdery. It's not like they're not aware of what's going on. I expect kids who were born after, after the zombies came would be like that little guy in, uh, in the road warrior. You know, the little kid with the boomerang that would cut people's hands off and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? They're all like that. Just feral little beasts that pop out of holes and just whack your shit off. Well, I don't think we're to the feral kid stage yet. Like, all these kids have, like, dumb old parents and stuff Their like that. kids as kids are going to totally be little wolf babies. Yeah. The, the folks in Alexandria were trying to maintain some sort of semi-normal life for the children if nothing else i mean that was kind of the point of when we originally arrived at alexandria it was supposed to be like everything's fine inside the walls and then rick showed up and went i have some thoughts (laughs) i have some thoughts about how i can make this worse (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to fuck that lady and murder her husband is that okay (laughs) that's that's what i want to do so basically objections (laughs) uh so basically that's what happened with the horses yeah that yeah that pretty much wraps that up and except uh, for i'm sorry (laughs) except for carol is taking a little little pound cake out uh pound cake i don't know i can't remember her name uh out looking for her sister and uh and so their friend what's her name russian name lady uh is all like hey carol i get what you're doing but you're giving her false hope and i really want you to stop taking her out looking for her sister and carol's like oh i totally understand what you're saying i hear you and then like immediately turns around it's like we're ready to go we're gonna go look for your sister and so, you know, that you don't, was... You don't tell Carol what the fuck to do. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. I'm, I'm Carol. I'll tell you to look at flowers. And, exactly. Uh, exactly. And I, but I do... I'm having, I'm having a hard time deciding how I feel about this. Because as we discussed several weeks ago... One of the last images of season five was the deaf older sister basically pulling a whisperer and walking among the dead, just covered in gore. But when you saw her, you saw like it showed her 
And then it, it kind of pulled in on her face a little bit and she opened her eyes and you saw that she was still human. We were given that little tiny taste of her being alive. She's just in the middle of a horde right yeah, now. Yeah, eight, eight, seven and a half months ago. So, you know, who knows if they're going to bring us back to that or not. But it seems like with them still looking for her, they might be trying to get us to that point. Going to have a stainless steel boomerang in her hand when they find her. Am I am I crazy? Like I feel like I asked this last time. We don't like that scene did happen, right? No, it did. Yeah, no, I think I. Okay. I, I really don't see how she's not coming back. I mean, uh, okay, let me take that back. This is the Walking Dead. It's entirely possible they're going to burn this to the ground uh, in all kinds of ways. But there is, I mean, that's really what they set up. Yeah. Okay. I just, you know, I feel like. They don't give a shit about what they set up. Yeah, they don't care about continuity in the same way that their fans do, and and you know sometimes it's like when like when Spider Man gets a new editor, you know, and that guy's like, "We're gonna change some shit." You know, every writer that they got on this show wants to put their stamp on it. You know, like I made Carol a lesbian now. Carol, Carol only only likes to fight. That's what Carol does now. But wait, just like seriously, four four episodes ago, she was a a, a wayfish woman whose sister, our daughter, just died. No, she fights now. It's season three. We're gonna make <laughs> Carol the, a fighter. Yeah, that happened. That yeah. Mm, so true. It, it all did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, well, anyway, that's Carol. We can focus on uh, our uh, other two characters who have, uh, there's Maggie and the Preacher. Yeah. Well, and his is really simple, too, because he has been stabbed in the legs, in the leg hole, and he is chasing down one of these guys, one of these Reaper guys, and he finds him, he gets to him, and he's, like, praying, the the Reaper is, and the Reaper is like, oh, I'm so glad it's you that found me. Will you pray with me? And blah, 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 blah. And and Gabriel's like, you just killed like a ton of my dudes. And he's like, yes, but you're a man of God. And Gabriel's like, I don't see God around here. And just goes in and murders him. That's what I thought the, uh, the uh, uh, title of the show was going to be. God isn't here anymore. Or God doesn't work here. Or it's me, Margaret. <laughs> It doesn't work here. <laughs> oh, I like it. I, that's that's the that's I decide that is the new name of the, <laughs> of the episode. God doesn't work here anymore. Yeah, I mean they've been doing this to Gabriel for a while, making him this. His empathy is going out the window. His his sense of hope is yeah. gone. I mean, it's a little it's a but little they disappointing. Do, do it. They do it, and then then they walk it back and then they do it, and then they walk it back. It feels like it's just another one of those, like, Rick is crazy, Rick is the most rational person around, Rick is real crazy, Rick is, you know, they just, they're just doing it with Gabriel now. It's like, Gabriel's lost his faith, and he's a hard, hard-nosed shoot-in-the-neck guy now. And no, no, he's not. He's, he's coming back around. Jesus is king. Except not anymore. Boo! 
God's not employee of the month this week. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, he's severely injured. He's got an ice pick through the hand into his leg, which he manages to get himself free so he can chase down one of these guys that attacked him. He's just walking, and the other guy finally goes down, and he finds him, and there's a... And then we see that this gentleman is a bit of a loon that we've, yes. been, ch- that we've been chasing. And he 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 messes with uh, Father father One-Eyed Guy. Gabriel. He messes, Gabriel, thank you. God dang. He messes with Gabriel's head, and he's, he's telling him, bless me, you know? You know, bl- put a blessing on me, because, you know... That's the least you can do for your enemies, right? And he's just like, no, and stabs him in the head. <laughs> yeah, the least I can do is make sure you don't become a walker. Yeah, and so he pops him in the head. And uh, now we don't know where he is now. Now, in fairness to all of this, um, Gabriel is not actually wrong in this situation, whether he's no, a he's right. god or not. Uh, this guy literally tried to kill him and his friends, and but his I, his argument to that was, well, you guys tried to kill us too. Yeah, and while that is not necessarily, you know, that is also true, it's also um, irrelevant. But it's also it's the thing that it irritates me is not about you know it's it's just character uh, continuity. It, but but like I said, it's the the it is in character continuity because Gabriel has had these reactions like this before, like six or seven different times. So it's not like we're getting anything. It's just oh, we're back on the pendulum now. Right, right, and that's and that's kind of the problem that the Walking Dead has for a lot of their characters, which is hey, how many times can we yo-yo this character back and forth between? Yeah. I have hope for the future and everything is terrible. And it was the, uh. Carol's right. going to move into her own cabin again soon. Yeah. Right, isolated from everyone. Probably. Good Lord. Okay. Now we can talk about Maggie. Right. She's not having a great day. You guys being pounded, just hounded. Yes. The guy who's after her, the little the little masked weirdo who's after her, is like really good at it. And every time she stops or rests, he throws something at her. And every time she, you know, gets to a place where she thinks she's safe, he throws something at her. And finally, she gets inside of a shopping mall or something. Yeah, what was that place? Yeah, just a hospital. You know, it's just another Perfect. random empty building in the Walking Dead universe. Random empty building in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the entire we we talked about this a long time ago that at some point the the history of the Walking Dead universe and the history of our universe diverged in some very interesting ways. For one, obviously they don't have zombie movies. Right. Because none they, of them they they watch movies. What did you say it was? Gremlins or gargoyles or something? Something like that. But the other thing is, is that at some point, aside from like the major big cities, the entire rest of America is the woods and random buildings. That is how people live in this Walking Dead universe. We need to find a place to put our the new headquarters for our tech company. Oh, yes, sir. What about San Francisco or or Houston or, or Washington? Those are the only two, or Atlanta. They're the only big cities. Yes, I know that, Johnson. Let's put it in the middle of the woods outside of Washington, D.C. 
Oh, excellent, sir. I'll get right on it. And of course, the woods are everywhere. This is a very wooded America. Uh, there is, aside from Texas, uh, where we have large places that are not woods, but, uh, <laughs> and, and, and even less now, but, what with the nuclear bombs and everything. But yeah, this is a, the, the, the architecture and the layout and the random church in the middle of the wood that is somehow a church, <laughs> but it's not even a completed building. And I don't even know what's going on with that, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird that it was just just frame and plywood. Yeah. I, th- I think that, they that was probably not... on the on this they built that. I think they built that yeah. and then uh put some pews from the prop department in there so they could shoot in there all day. Yeah, we were not supposed like we were not supposed to be like looking at the walls being like that's just plywood. We weren't supposed to be doing that, but we were. Well, we do that because of our (laughs) obsessive compulsive natures. Clearly, they have not met us. They haven't met us. Of course, they haven't met us. Why would they meet us? (laughs) Because we are delightful. Dustin, particularly, is a friend to all who know him. (laughs) Yes. I'm the kindest man you'll ever meet. He's made of candy and rainbows and bitterness. (laughs) <laughs> well you know that's what makes things good sweet and sour exactly I, I, I know well talking. that's just good cooking <laughs> so anyway um eventually maggie kills a couple of these guys and runs into aiden who has his own little stalker after him and they end up fighting a couple of guys and and uh and maggie's just about to be killed when negan comes floating out of the world you know like parachutes in from narnia or whatever i saved your life maggie yeah and, and i've been working on my negan i think your negan would be really good it doesn't you don't need that much it's just a little smarter than sling blade. let me try this are you shitting yourself yet Yes, are you getting yourself? Anyway, <laughs> uh, so they they save Aiden, but not before he is injured, not mortally injured, but injured enough to where he's become a hindrance. Because our uh, because our our purge guy has got a uh, grenade, and it blows up. No one, by the way, comes towards the source of explosion. All these all these murder people who are out here just don't seem to care about anything else that's going on now that they've split up their people because nobody comes to the sound of the, you know, clearly there's an explosion over here. Shouldn't one of these other murder people go see what that's about? Maybe they are. Maybe they're they're still tormenting them, you know, following them a while, following them a while, and then wait till they stop and then mess with them some more. So they can keep them moving and keep them exhausted. I think, again, you are being way too optimistic about the nature of this particular. I'm a craptician. Anyway, um, they meet up, they they find uh, the two, the lady and the big guy who were part of their group. The Jason Voorhees guy is still missing. Uh, And the big guy has been mortally wounded. So he is like about to die and he says to Maggie, make sure that Redhead gets home safe. And I was like, don't say that. You just killed her. That's that's her dead right there. Like, and sure enough, in the next zombie encounter, she is munched upon. Dead or in hell. 
Yeah. So they get to the church that's not a church, and and they're resting. And Aiden's basically like, "Look, I cannot go on. I'm, oh, yes. I'm, sl- I'm slowing you guys down. Uh, I need to. You know, you can't you can't bring me. I will be no help to you when you get where you're going." And Maggie's like, "No, you're coming with us." And Megan's like, "You no. got to make a decision. I, how's that? Is that good? Yeah, that's better. It's still your it's still your decision to no." It's, 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 you still got to choose. Yeah. You still got to choose. It was a lovely little scene where Maggie was like, this is all your fault and told, and basically explained how she had done absolutely everything wrong until this point. She was describing herself and Negan is looking right at her, just going, he doesn't have to say a word. Nope. And the thing is, is that everybody knows that he will kill what needs killing if you let him. Well, I mean, he, she is, she, there is no question that Negan is responsible for a lot, you know, how much of the pain in her life, a huge chunk of it. But at the same time, she has basically decided she's not, she hasn't recognized that she's basically adopted his mindset. This is the, the thing about him that she hates. And he's just looking at her going, I know what he's going to say. We're not so different, you and I. But the thing is, is he doesn't say that. He sits there and she talks about, you don't get to choose anymore. And he looks and goes, but you still have to. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, there's, for however you feel about Negan, uh, in this particular case, what they are doing with Maggie is not... I'm not sure how I feel about it because we talked about this before. The, the, I don't particularly like her, them making her this cynical and, and just awful. But at the same time, you know, they're exploring what happens when you turn into the people you hate. Right. And so eventually Aiden and Negan convince her that they need to go. And, so Maggie and Negan head off together. All of their other companions scattered to the wind are dead. I wonder what MRE entree she left him because that's his last meal. No, they're not going to kill Aiden. Aiden, they're going to go back and get him and he's going to be just fine. That doofus, they could have killed him him he is such a nothing character he's just a sad puppy dog eyed kind of little dude and i kept expecting him because he's the only savior that's left that switched teams he's the only one that's left i honestly kept expecting him to be like maggie when i was with them it was still good people trying to do their best like or something i don't know and he did say something along those lines about like you know, this is the reason that I left them and came to work for you because you're like uh, a, a more motivational leader and your productivity is the highest in the region. <laughs> sure. I think that merits about a 13% raise. Well, and, and you know, I think, I think Dustin, one of the reasons that he's going to live is so that he can actually have that moment where he reminds her like bluntly i was one of them too yeah well i mean he did kind of say something like that he was kind of like well you remember the reason i left the saviors came to you is because you was the pretty one uh but 
that was basically it. Yeah, I think it's still got to be the, you know, I think it's going to be the, if you want to kill him, then you got to kill so-and-so and so-and-so. These are also people who are... I don't know if there are any left besides him. There will be some rando red shirt who shows up and it'll be like, don't you remember Phil? Phil was there from the beginning. Phil waves his hand. <laughs> like, hey. They do one of those weird flashbacks where it's like him just really badly superimposed in the background going. Oh, Actually, hi, my name is Paul. <laughs> you guys keep calling me Phil and it's not Phil. We wish you'd stop. <laughs> yeah, it's um when we didn't see anything about our intrepid friends at the commune. No. Uh we didn't see any of that and we didn't see any of uh Daryl. We didn't see barely any Daryl. Well, you know he got away. So, I yeah. mean that's you don't get to have any kind of i mean daryl's gonna come home with guts in his teeth and <laughs> like six pheasants yeah and just be like hey uh how you guys doing i came back why'd you kill a horse i could have got us more rabbits i just i just am so like there was a dairy farm there's a farm <laughs> you're all just like they're headed towards the dairy farm the what the what oh the very by the way the very intact looking dairy farm for all of the things that have been going on here all the zombie apocalypse of of (laughs) recent the recent months that dairy farm looks really really well preserved so i'm pretty sure that you know but again we're never gonna see it again right it wasn't it was only important for the places for the horses to go for reasons it's not the worst walking dead episode but a lot of things about this episode were just hardly anything happened i mean the, it's, the this best- is an episode this is the story in between episodes you know yeah yeah well and i think the best and the sad thing is is that again we've talked about this before too they are really kind of leaning into the negan rehabilitation storyline and we've had three episodes where some of the best lines have come from one of the worst people. Well, and I, you know, I like to read some of the think pieces too. And they keep saying like, they're really walking back Negan's rehabilitation. It's like, no. no He's like, how are, they, how are they saying that? Negan's going to do that really tasty thing where he uh, proves us all right. And we're going to be mad about it. How are they saying, Dustin, how are they saying that, that Negan's... Well, I mean, when he didn't save Maggie, that oh. would have been a good moment of like, ha ha, I told you I was not a bad, bad man. Well, okay, yeah, better. I suppose. But, yeah, I mean, he he had the two best lines of this episode. It's like, so we're gonna run toward the screaming? Yeah, that was a good one. Alright. <laughs> and, and then, of course, he said, you know, you still have to choose. Yeah. And 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 I think that that's okay. So this is this is kind of what's this has been bouncing around my head since we the this whole little thing with Maggie being just dead set on doing this thing no matter what, and Negan's going, mm-hmm. yeah, but maybe you should think harder. Is that these are two leaders that are then leave aside the animosity, leave aside leave aside that that she hates Negan, but they're also two very strong willed leader personalities. Uh-huh. They're used to telling people what's going to happen. And while Negan is not in a position of authority, 
he has knowledge of DC, which means he's speaking from a position of authority. Right. And so the two of them, there's something to be said that even if these two characters weren't who they are in terms of their history, you could still have this whole conflict. It's just this extra layer of Negan pointing out that if you're going to, if you're going to make these decisions for other people, you actually have to make decisions and you're still responsible for the decisions that you make. I don't have a problem with this. I, as much as there are times, I just want, you know, wish Negan wasn't around and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, quite frankly, he's a fantastic actor. He's doing a great job with, with this iteration of Negan, but I wish they weren't doing it with Maggie. I would much rather see this play out with Carol myself. Well, see, the thing is, is that there it would actually turn into stabby time. I don't know, because she's if she were going to kill Negan, she would have done it. Well, what I'm saying is that we would have had stabby time earlier than this. (laughs) This would have been like, so you're taking me out to the woods, Carol. You got some flowers for me to look at? No, (laughs) hold this bouquet, Negan. Look and at it. She'd be like, how did you even know about the flowers? You'd be like, I've walked some people in the woods myself in my time. <laughs> and then they bond. Oh, it's great writing. See, right. you know, and then it's the it's the Negan and Carol show. And it's a completely different spinoff. It's the one we never saw coming. We never knew we wanted until we wanted it. I don't know that we we'll want it. Carol vision. Can't wait. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Yeah, it is okay. I, clearly, we're being set up here for more confrontations with the Reapers. We still don't know what happened to Daryl and everyone else. Uh, well, if there's anybody else left, um, we've been a whole lot of, you know, everybody running in directions and not dying unless they were yeah. an extra. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it, but it was not a great episode. Yeah, it was fine. Yep, I'm going with that. I like the previous two episodes better, I guess. If I had to. Yeah. If I had to say a thing. <laughs> there was some sort of rating thing that we do on this show, which there is not. I give it six out of ten. Uh, Aiden's stabbed in the stomach, but not fatally. That's our new rating system? Yes. I'll so, give it an ice pick through the hand. Ice <laughs> pick through the hand. There you go. And I'll give it a uh, a wild horses running free. I'll also give it a robot zombie attached to a tree, which was pretty cool. Okay, that was pretty cool. It's a a burnt looking zombie, still mobile, hanging from a tree with the word, what was that? uh, Judas about it? Traitor? Yeah, Judas. Judas, yeah. Yeah. So that was actually pretty good. Uh, So, yeah. No, there's, there's... there were some, at least some good visuals in this. Yeah, it's good times. All right, uh, gentlemen, anything else you want to add to this particular? If you're in the Kansas City area, come see Mother of the Maid closing uh, before you heard this episode. Um, also, uh, I am uh, doing nothing and uh, have no plans to do anything. So if you're in the Texas area, and you don't have any plans to do anything, look me up. Maybe we could not do anything together. It's good to have goals. Or no goals, I guess. All right. Well, folks, we will do this again in our next episode, where I'm sure there will be many wonderful things for us to talk about and how much we love this show. 
I'm free Wednesday night if you all want to get together. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. We'll do this again. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, folks, for listening. As always, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can leave us a comment and a rating wherever you listen to this show. Uh, Of course, giving us a good rating is always nice, and we appreciate it if you do. But it's also a way for other people to help find the show. So I know that every single podcast in the world says this. It's because it's how the algorithms work. So if you would be kind enough to give us a nice rating, fours, fives, fives are always good. Um, That would be great. Uh, But if nothing else, we hope that you are enjoying listening to us. We enjoy doing this. And uh, we'll see you guys on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.